Welcome everyone to yeah, Who Takes hi. Podcast. Woo, woo, woo. This Hello. is a well special episode. Hi Leah. Hi. <laughs> this is a well special episode and we are super nervous and excited and full of like ridiculous electric energy because we have a guest. Fuck. Our oh, first guest. I just swear again. <laughs> <laughs> so Jane, Jane Davies is here. Jane fucking Davies is here. All right. Oh, um, before that though, I always have to just put in and do a beginning bit. I hate it when I go to like festivals or listening to podcasts when they have a guest and then the person who's hosting is like this guest needs no introduction and I always feel really sad because that person then missed out on doing like a boss ass introduction for the other person who's there it's like that's the sweet thing then they should be feeling really sweet and excited so I'm gonna do a proper introduction for our guest <clears throat> I've been reading up about you all day Jane <laughs> so I think, in my personal opinion, I think if you have been in animation industry in the UK for the last 20 years and you have been anywhere near Bristol, you probably owe some of your career to our guest today. <laughs> she has helped so many junior animators as a mentor, as a teacher, as a director, as a lead. She's got yeah. the longest 100%. career of anyone I know. Sorry, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> The coolest career of anyone I know. Um, to name just a few, she has worked for A Productions, Daily Madness, Rumpus, Reflective Films, and currently Ardman Animations. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> she's directed for World of Arthur Cox and on the Elias autobiography, the Monty Python film. Mm. Um, the I, I feel like this is not a life say the biggest thing you've ever done was that Ted Ed animation that's got like 20 million views or something on YouTube oh, about yeah, right. wiggly yeah. eye things. Floaters. So floaters. Eye floaters. <laughs> <laughs> She's a 2D animator extraordinaire. I don't know a single person who doesn't love the ground she walks on. I worship her. I love yeah. her. It is Same. my queen and yours. Jay Davies! Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) I've been building up to that all day, that's why I'm nervous. (laughs) I love you so much. I love you too. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's it's uh, twenty-seven years now. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. That's nothing. That's nothing. (laughs) Twenty-seven more, please. Um, hi Jane. Hello. We we asked you onto our podcast because we wanted to talk about uh, directing specifically, yeah. and how to be a director and what that looks like if you are an animation director, etc. etc. Because me and Leah want to be directors one day. Is that right, Leah? Yeah, I I think so. But also, I think we asked you on because like you're just a badass woman in the industry as well, and we fucking love it and want more of that in you know the future of animation in general so we just want to know your secrets and how this <laughs> I happened to say and... you're a woman <laughs> yeah. I mean James, no. a, James a lady name so, no, yeah. no, so, so, sometimes I forget I'm a woman too <laughs> um no um yeah I, I I would say a lot of luck but then other people have a go at me for saying it's luck. Yeah, I, w- I would think on that. So, yeah. <laughs> You're afraid. <laughs> it was such a hard worker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 
Yes, I, I have been lucky in the way that I've been very fortunate where I've been constantly working. And that's quite rare. You know, also, I, I don't turn work down. You know, people say, oh, how do you pick and choose? It's like, well, I, I never do. I just, first <laughs> first person that books me, I'm doing it. <laughs> Sweet. That's a hot hustle tip. Um, yeah. Why don't we start from the beginning, just in case there are scant few. Maybe there are some new students or new to the industry animators, sweet well, little animators that don't know who you are. Where where, where did you study? Who are you? What, did, what was your first job? How long has it taken for you to go from animator to director, that kind of thing? I went to Glamorgan University, uh, the animation course there when it was still at um, Pontypridd. Um, brilliant. Loved it there. Graduated. My first job was on um, Pond Life, which was a series by Candy Guard. And um, I lived in Cardiff for 10 years, but travelled into Bristol. And um, I was working at A Productions, uh, started Pond Life, which was my first ever job. Was doing like three days a week and then was then given more work because back then you were paid by the foot. I know, right? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's how old it was. So you got paid by how many frames you did. And um, and then it was, a lot of the times it was, you know, you got paid by approved animation back then. That's, that was the norm. So I actually managed my shots kept getting approved um so then I was doing more and then um I was able then to go in more days because it was it was like you know it was a graduate it was my first job so it was a little bit of a risk but you know you kind of just had to prove yourself by working really um and that job went really well and then after that I was an assistant animator because it back then it was all on paper I forgot to say so it was all 2D drawn on paper then having to film it on a camera and check and then you know flicking your paper to see the motion and everything and then when I got on to bigger projects I was uh, an assistant animator to Phil Parker who was absolutely amazing he still is he hasn't died he's brilliant he's a still a very close friend of mine as well Phil Parker um yeah, and then I got really, I, I, I guess I was an assistant animator for a bit too long, maybe than I should have, because I was just, you know, doing Phil's in between in his work and everything, and I learnt so much, actually. And I think that is a shame about why you don't have assistant roles now, mm-hmm. because that you, I think that's why, you know, what you were saying, Danny, um, I think how I've helped people as much as I can through my career is because I was helped massively by Phil. And, you know, he's shown me the ropes and everything and how how he did stuff. And you don't really get that these days. So I try to do that as much as I can if it's not like, you know, we have like, um, we have assistant roles as in, you know, I've done it on a few series where there's like an assistant, but like it's more for like day to day stuff and making sure animators have certain things or doing the day to day things. But each time on a series, you know, as the series has gone on, then that role lessens. So then I've then managed to show them how to animate 
and get them to then animate some stuff on the series. And I, I've done that with a few people and it's it worked out really well. And I think one of them was, um, it was on a series that did um, Dusty and Musty. It was never mm-hmm. broadcast, but we spent like two years on that. And that was our first Flash project where it was it was like we were doing it with them. Um, we were sending it off to animators in Belgium and Cardiff and Malaysia. And um, it just couldn't have been done in 2D back then on paper because they got postage. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually um, moved it towards uh, Flash, and I'm so glad I just thought it would be better doing that. But anyway, um, so Gemma with... Uh, Gemma Jones she was my assistant at the time and then about halfway through and usually really wanted to be an animator so I actually started showing her how to do stuff and you know giving her an actual shot to do and it and it got to the point where you know obviously I'd say oh yeah um that bit needs changing or that bit but it got to a point after a while I wasn't getting her to change it because she was doing it brilliantly and then, like, she's a fully-fledged animator at the end. <laughs> so things like that is great. You know, and then she went on to be a brilliant animator, and she is still. And um, managed to do that with a few people. I've, I've gone off my own path, haven't I, there? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the sort of stuff I really... That's the stuff I really like, you know, and uh, it's just helping people as much as possible. Do you think that's made you a good director, a better director? Well, I think being an animator has made me a very good director. Oh, interesting. I've got a question about that for later. Yeah, but, um, you know, uh, I think learning from all different types of ways I've been directed has made me into a good animator, I think. You know, whereas I know how not to speak to people (laughs) and I know how to speak to people, hopefully, mostly, you know. And and at the end, you know, it's all a collaborative thing. You can't be all like, listen to me, I know why. You know, usually whenever I give a comment, it's as a director, it's not like do this. There's always a reason for it. And, you know, once you explain it, and then hopefully you don't have to keep repeating yourself. And it's just then it's collaboration. So then everyone realises why, you know, why things are why you want things the way to be the way that you want them to be <laughs> I love that by I the way that. Jane I feel like I went through that a lot when I was working at a certain company we won't name names but um you know you sometimes when you have a lead or someone above you and I don't know I didn't enjoy the way that they were talking to me but now that I'm kind of a bit further in my career it's really more about Look, we're making a product together. We need it's it's very much a team. It's not about they want this, they want that, I want this, I want that. It's like, no, I'm asking you to do something because it's literally my role <laughs> and we're all doing our role separately to create something awesome. So yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm just jumping in there because I really like the way you put that. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's a big, big thing. And I think um well, because when I when I um, started doing direction, it was more if I was given projects to sort of you know uh, be like an animation supervisor, and then um, 
And then I was like anim animation director, but then also having to deal with the clients and everything. And then you're like, well, I'm actually directing here, but I've only get, been given the animation director title, that sort of thing. And then um, working in various different uh, series is like a, um, a storyboard artist or an animator or a designer. Or, well, I've designed a few little things. I'm not a massive designer myself. So you have had experience in like nearly every mm. section of animation then? Yeah, and editing. Oh, okay. I did like animatics for full series, you know. I love mm. anima I love editing. Um, and that, even that, I think, then gives you a whole viewpoint on, on how to do things and what works and why things don't work. And also getting that, you know, that eye from an animatic to animation because things do things do like slow down a lot from when you <laughs> when you review an anim animatic and you think it's about right but then when you watch it animated it's like oh it's really slow oh, yeah really? <laughs> you know I've done that before where I've, um I think it was uh there was a project where it had to be quite quick fire and, and I remember doing the animatic thinking, oh, that's too fast. But then when you when we did it, and it was it was a pilot, and then seeing the end product, you're like, oh, it could be quicker, you know, and things <laughs> like that. You just you, that's the main thing. You've always just got to try and learn, and also just listen to people around you. And if anyone's got advice, listen to it. You know, you can choose to like absorb it or not but you, you you can be the best judge of that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what was the first project where you were the job title was director i think it's this one. Oh no way because you've been a director for years though <laughs> this one but i i'm still i'm co-director mm-hmm because because it's, it's sort of a big series, but also the director is Matt Walker, who has totally created this whole massive, brilliant world. Because um, uh, it's just amazing, and I I kind of hung around for a bit because uh, I was wait I I did work on the initial pitch for this to try and get funding, mm -hmm. and then um, I did work on the pilot. For this which was in Toon Boom so I learned how to use Toon Boom for this this was some years ago now I've forgotten all, all I remember you learning Toon Boom <laughs> that was ages ago <laughs> I'm not very good with computers I think they hate me <laughs> <laughs> paper always <laughs> um but the, in the end when this came on um and they actually asked me if I would be the co-director and I'm just like what well, I was expecting animation director but they changed it to um, CG. See, it's kind of mixed media. And um, mm -hmm. and I just thought at the time when I heard that it was CG, I was just like, oh, bugger. They're not going to want Aww. me for animation director then. But then they turned around and said, would you be co-director to help Matt out? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I can do that. Yeah. That is so cool to be involved from the pitch to the funding to the pilot and now to the actual series can you talk a little bit about Lloyd of the Flies and what your days are like no I totally can oh and I'm also because I've got like a double job I'm also the voice director oh 
Oh my that's God. That's really fun. That's that cool. so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Which that's the first time I've been a voice director as well. I've been in lots of records and like recording sessions for previous series I've worked on and things like that, but never directed it from a point of view of doing all the voices. I've, you know, done a little bit of directing of other voices and things like that, but not on this scale. So initially I was like, oh, I don't know. But then I stopped that and just thought, you know what you're doing? So then I was like, okay. Queen shit. (laughs) Yeah. You know, know, even though I've I've been doing this for so many years, but even I still have to just keep reminding myself that I do actually know what I'm doing. Yeah. Shut up you know yeah (laughs) for sure so do you love it do you have you really enjoyed the voice records loved it it's um, been one of my favorite bits how involved are you do you ever like do did you do the scratch dialogue first or no no we we try to just go straight in with the voices with um um the edit guys and girls we've got 50 50 split there's four two girls and two boys which is brilliant um, they did have to do like some scratch voices with light voices we were missing because we're in such a 52 times 11 minutes. It's quite a it's a, it's a hard schedule to keep. So yeah. what we always tried to do was record it all ready so we didn't have to do too much of animation without the final voices, which is always brilliant. You know, myself as an animator and an editor of episodes that, uh, of animatics it's just the worst when you haven't got the final voices for all the characters it's yeah. like always a pain as an animator too <laughs> yeah it was, but it all worked idiot. brilliantly but the whole thing was um I couldn't travel to London because I I was still well I, when at the beginning, that was also why that was a big surprise. I still had cancer at the time when they asked yeah. me to do this. So I was like, what? Do you know? You know I'm ill, don't you? <laughs> but, um, but, but I was still recovering from all, all that. But, I, you know, I was getting better. And um, But I said, but I cannot get to London. There's no way. I can't even go up to the shops, you know. Can I just have a little freak out at the moment? Because... I just think you're one of the fucking coolest, bravest people I've ever met in my life. Like, I remember... Oh, God, I'm going to start crying. Do it. <laughs> do it. First tears I remember, meetings. like, watching your journey because you and your wife were posting a lot of it on Facebook and stuff. And, like, you, you, you give a lot of updates and keep everyone in touch and ask people for help and stuff. And I just think that's fucking beautiful. And I'm so glad that you did that. Um and yeah I, I don't know I don't know I'm just bringing it up because I think that it, it's it's really fucking awesome that you've not only overcome something as horrendous as cancer but you know you're still kind of rocking it in your career it's just insanity like <laughs> I, I think it really did help um just being you know obviously I didn't go into great deal t- detail with everything but it was just really nice to just get a little bit of support via Facebook because, mm. you know, I couldn't... It was just before... When it was really bad, it was before COVID, but, um, you know, it was just like I couldn't have people around or anything like that because of my mm. son. And, you know, it would just be a big upheaval and 
but it was just I got like a lot of support via Facebook so that was always that's why I, I thought I decided it's also a way to like keep my mum updated as well because she checked Facebook every day <laughs> but you know it was quite lethargic to just be like look at this rubbish they've got tubes out of my legs this is fucking rubbish (laughs) (laughs) yeah another lonely corridor yeah or my low days I'm like this is fucking shit and everyone's like yeah it is just keep going and um you know it's just got a lot of support but it's also like um you know, I got like a lot of, uh, did a little WhatsApp group with some friends who would be able to drive me off to um, hospital. I got, I, I just had a little WhatsApp group where friends could uh, drive me to hospital if I couldn't get another lift from elsewhere. That's so nice, yeah. So it was really good. But see, that that was also, that was, I was so shocked that I got this this uh, Lloyd, Lloyd of the Flies because I thought it was quite a risk and I really respect Ardman for like taking that risk so yeah that was always my thing like I cannot go to London so what we did <laughs> we did it all all of our voice records via Zoom and it surprisingly worked really well even before it was cool <laughs> even before it was cool um but what well yeah we were uh, we were after covid by the time we started so this is also um the whole production started off for the i think the good most of it the first year was all remotely so even the like hod's we didn't see each other in real life oh, <laughs> it's mad it's well hard isn't it but I would say, like with sound records, voice records, though it were I, it was almost like you were a little bit more closer to the voice actor because normally when you're in a studio, you're sort of hearing them through a booth. You don't normally get like a direct, you know, view of sight to them, and you're just talking through a button anyway, usually. But with um, you know, via Zoom, they had like a monitor right in front of me, so I was like sitting right in front of them. Oh, that's cool. It actually gave a little bit more of a, like, a bit more hands-on, in a way. That's well interesting. You know, some some actors, like, were looking at me for my reaction or, you know, things like that whilst they were recording. So that was really cool. No, I I loved loved it, loved it, loved it. Do you think that with the um, voice acting stuff, like, I always find that when when you've animated, like, um some really exciting voices you then know in your mind maybe how to direct someone how to do voices a bit more like where you want them to be more ecstatic or like low because you can kind of visualize the animation and where people can have fun with that when they are animating it they definitely and what I also found was I think what really helped um because Matt and I um we overlapped in some areas like Matt totally dealt with all the scripts his he you know he's got the most amazing brain and like we had different writers on episodes but it was all sort of steered by Matt um and he did write a few of the scripts as well but um so then he dealt with all that side and then we kind of then overlapped at the animatic stage and we sort of did them both together. And that was very helpful in the way that it then informed how I would, 
you know, directs the characters because I knew what he liked, what he didn't like, you know, and I knew I got to know his intention more that way. So I think it improved, you know, it made my directing of the voices much better and for what he wanted. So I think being in that animatic stage was really helpful. And I think normally when you're a voice director, you get the scripts, record the voices, and then, you know, you might get some feedback. But I think it really helped. And the voices in this series are just, they're so brilliant. Oh, I cannot wait to see something. (laughs) (laughs) There's some really amazing characters um, and lots of really strong female characters as well. Amazing. Cool. And older characters. It's all just all brilliant. Amazing. Um, I wanted to ask you about like how do you work with the animators? Do you do you brief them or do you brief the do you have an animation director that is like your middle guy or middle No, I, I don't I don't um because what I when you know when I was saying me and Matt we overlap our roles. Yeah. So um I will deal with the layouts and the animation side. So then Matt doesn't actually see it animated until we do the comp review when it's all comped. And um, But there's also there's another stage at the beginning because even though we're doing it in CG, all the backgrounds are painted. Mm-hmm. So he deals with all the background side of things. And so what wow. we have to do, we have to sort of uh, um, get the camera views because we work with proxies. So all the sets are a proxy. And then once we've got the camera views right or what we want and then the layouts are locked off and approved, that's when they get painted. So then the compers would then get um, the shadows from all the the proxies. It's ended up being so beautiful. It's brilliant. Will there be a making of? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yay! Oh, awesome. That's cool. <laughs> no, the, the marketing admin are constantly on us. And I've, I've done a little, um, we've all got to do like a little like behind the scenes sort of thing. <gasps> so I've done a little video of my, my day today. I did actually over two days. Oh, my God, I can't wait. It started off, at, it, I think it was like eight minutes. And it's like we're meant to do about two minutes. So I've got it down to about four minutes. But I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I might do is just like give them their little short snippet thing and then I might do my own little making of of my own, just put it on my channel when I can. That's cool. Definitely. You should do that. <laughs> There's so many cool elements. And like so many, I'm not even like describing it. What has been quite fun, it's all the design stage as well. We had, you know, me and Matt. Yeah, ultimately, I think my I would be on the point of view of like I've always got the 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 budget and the schedule in mind and what's possible because like we they've got to be done and you know mm-hmm. and I think that's where my experience comes in and what they brought me in for was to help Matt with that just to I I kind of there was lots of areas where I'd be like oh we can't do that and then Matt would be like but I really want it and then. And then we'll try a way to make it fit, to try and make it as best as we could to what Matt wanted. Because, you know, if he want, if you know, if he he wants everything, because he's just so brilliant. 
you know who wants to make this into such a brilliant thing so I, are you like the realist who brings him back down to earth like no Matt no <laughs> this is this is what we can do <laughs> but I tried not to do it too much but occasionally there would be times where it, like we cannot do that but then ultimately you know he'd be like he was just brilliant because like nine towns out of ten he would be like okay but then can we do this then instead and then I'm like oh yeah yeah we 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 could do that and then you know he's he's, I think I liken it to the fact that I'm a little bit slapdash and he's very he's like a master painter (laughs) (laughs) oh I like that analogy try and get it in the middle so or, or like a little bit towards where he's at just so that because obviously in my mind as well it was like from the very beginning it was like you just got to be aware that people have this expectation of anything that comes out of Ardman. so even though because yeah, we're, we're public funded so our money came from CITV and the BFI fund so it's not very big budget as well so we're actually doing it in a really low budget but it doesn't doesn't look it. It looks amazing. In my mind, That's I don't awesome. think it gets more like it doesn't get higher for me than like that children's TV after school slot on like British terrestrial, just because that's what I grew up with. Like Netflix is cool and all, <laughs> but I love me some three channels. <laughs> I do. I do worry that. Um, you know, we've all, everyone who's worked on it, we've all put so much of ourselves in this and Aww. worked really hard that um, I'm just like, oh, I hope hope the kids like it. <laughs> if, it if it doesn't, it'll kill me. <laughs> to be fair, if the kids don't like it, I'm sure the adults will bloody love it because it sounds amazing. I'll definitely be watching well, no, it. Because, like, the thing is that the humour's quite, I'd say, slightly off-kilter. Okay. It's not you, you know. It's it's um like seven to twelve year olds. Um, it's a bit higher. It's not like preschool, mm-hmm. and you know, there's funny stuff in it, and we try and push the humour a bit, and it is it has that slightly off kilter edge. Um, if you've ever watched any of like Matt Walker's other films, is it is there like? Him running through it, you can you can tell his sense of humour is in there. Totally, oh, man, and it's going to be for kids TV. That's so cool. <laughs> you know, there's like occasionally we we actually manage to. One thing I must say is that I I have been amazed at how much me and Matt have been entrusted with this because I thought you know I've worked on the series for so many years and you you get this sort of like so much sort of. It's almost like directing it by a committee, you know, where you have to please so many people. But seriously, I cannot get part... I, I cannot... I, I'm amazed at how much we were entrusted with this and allowed to do it the way that we wanted. You know, there'll be the occasional things where Sarah Cox, are, she was the, the main creative director on it, executive director sort of thing um you know and there'd be things where she's going are you are you sure about this and then we'd have to have a discussion and like Matt would be like yeah we're doing it like this because of this and then you know more often than not Sarah was like oh okay yeah <laughs> and it was just like it was it, you know and or a lot of the time Sarah would be like oh can we do this instead and, and then we're like oh yeah we can do that or if there was like a little problem 
you know, there was one, I remember there being one issue and we couldn't really quite figure out a way of doing it without impacting on the schedule. And then I, I think I came up with it. I woke up at 3am the next morning and was like, I know how to fix it. <laughs> oh my God, you know you're obsessed if you're jumping out of bed with ideas. I love that feeling. That's so good. And then yeah. we did actually do it and it ended up absolutely not affecting the schedule at all. So it's just things like that. I just absolutely love it. There was something I was going to say, but I've forgotten. We'll come back round. Oh, I'm sure it'll come I back. I love that. God damn it, Jane. It sounds like you're living your dream yeah, job. Yeah, sound, sounds awesome. Totally the best thing I've ever worked on. Oh, and, and Nice. It's so satisfying. And, and like, you know, I said it was quite low budget, but it, it is. And um, how I enticed, like, um, a lot of the animators, because... Um, I knew like uh, three or four of them and I sort of had to bit pitch it to them like it'll be brilliant you'll have fun <laughs> it, you know it won't be like preschool and you know it'll be like <laughs> funny and and it was like come come have a look have an interview and, we, and basically in our interviews we weren't like you know oh who are we gonna choose we, we sort of pitched it to the animators and said this is what it is please come and work with us sort of thing we act, we were so lucky in who we got we got actually a lot of people that are just amazing that's such an interesting way of going about it as well it's like completely the opposite of how any other <laughs> yeah. studio would go about getting animators on their on their team isn't it yeah we weren't secretive or anything like that mm. or we you know we're not like we're old men you'll be lucky to work with us it wasn't like that at all is that we know you know we're not you know we're not giving people for free but we're not paying like masses amounts you know I think a lot of people they think hard men and then it's like big budget and you'll be like be able to retire or something it's not like that I'll tell you a fucking secret right now man neither's anyone else <laughs> but it's like at least you know come work for us on this and it'll be worth it and you know I had and Everyone has said that they have really enjoyed it. And, and even uh, now, we're right near the end of production. Um, and normally on a series at this point in time, it's like when you're just really bored to shit of it. You know, you're <laughs> like, I've had enough now. When does this finish? And now I'm getting sad that it's going to finish. You know, I'm like, oh, we won't be doing this for that much longer. And we're actually um, just going through uh, the last three episodes, um, oh. you know, in the animatic stage. And it's just very sad. And now, you know, you've got people that are starting to leave because their contracts chain have, like, finished. And, you know, the design team left ages ago. And then, you know, the rigging, you know, and all sorts. And the look dev team. And now, now um, like, you know, we're losing other people. It's just so sad. I want it to continue. You'll be the last man standing. <laughs> Turning the lights out, like... Sad, like a sad Aww. sketch. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like I'm a I'm a freelancer, so you know I'll be you know when when this is finished, I'll be out with littlest hobo as well. You know, <laughs> but it's, but it does it does it is you know I I think what's great I realised very early on this is like the best time I've had and I've enjoyed it and like you know when you realise. 
you know, when you're not like realising after it's finished, going, mm-hmm. oh, actually, that was quite fun, which, you know, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. Probably when you've gone off a project and then you're on a new project and it's rubbish, and then you're like, <laughs> oh, I remember that project, that yeah. was fun. <laughs> that one that we all slagged off at the time, but it's actually better than yeah. this piece of shit. <laughs> Um, one of my questions was um, I think you've like tiny weeny like touched on it already just about like working through cancer and stuff like do you did you have like any anti-burnout plans in place because like you've done a hell of a lot yeah I think um, well through the years I think I've became I've become I think I work through my burnout <laughs> oh that's healthy because it's it's kind of like I have to because I'm the main money earner so I just just work through it and um the thing is I think I've got quite hardened to it over the years as well but at the same time there has been times where you know I've managed to have like a week off or something where you know and things have worked out all right and that's the other thing is about being a freelancer, getting time off, but also enjoying it. So mm. if you've got some work, <laughs> you know, f- booked for a week's time or two weeks time, you can like then, oh, I can actually enjoy this. And that's quite rare as well. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast. That we like Burnout's been a big Booking the big time topic. in and actually yeah. enjoying it is like a skill. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like, a, yeah, we, we always say about having like, guilt-free time as well because it's not like a day where you've said oh I'm sick of this I'm having a day off or oh, I should be working you know it's like dedicated time off to actually put your feet up relax kind of thing so but um, is I think that's what we've tried to sort of keep weekends or oh, you know I will be doing a lot of hours in the week but I try as best to, to keep the weekends free mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been the odd time where I've had to work the weekends and stuff, but it's by just things have to move on, you know. But, um, you know, ultimately we do try, because like, you can't just be working every weekend. You will be all like um, a, a melted meat sack by then. <laughs> have you ever had to work weekends, though? And, like, did you ever put down a, a rule or or just say like well you're paying me extra if I work a weekend or because no I, I think okay. there was one recently where I just was really struggling but I had to do it but they did pay me the next day but it's not something I you know it was only I was I was still kind of like oh it's all right because I'm not, just not used to it it's just I think it's tricky. I do find, because like being a co-director, there is that sort of extra responsibility. And, you know, the things I do is norm- is normally to keep things ticking over. Yeah. And, um, you know, so like sometimes I've had to do approvals for like layouts till like late at night or, you know, or going through the animation and stuff we didn't talk about the animation properly we'll talk about that in a bit yes please you know it is I think for me I think I've always done that extra bit that is necessary a lot of the time so I'm just used to it 
But, you know, I do recognise when it's like, okay, I need to stop now, you know. Mm. And, you know, usually if, like, there's a lot of having a doing a lot of hours, you then, you know, you're like, I'm I'm just going to take the morning off. If there's, like, a gap in my schedule, then, you know, then that's fine because it's, like, a bit of a catch-up and it all balances out then. But, no, what I will say about the animation, um, yeah, we have an animation director, um, it's means named Seamus Malone. Woohoo! And he is brilliant. He's from C he's like from stop motion background as well. He like worked on like creature comforts and and um oh, wow. And um iconic. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so even though it's a CG show, does it have like quite a stop motion feel? Well yes, it does. Oh sweet. Because that's what Matt and I wanted. We well, we went like we wanted a bit more of a 2D feel to it. But um, it actually has ended up looking a little bit 2D stop motion. And there are certain, you know, occasionally there's like little, imp- there are li- little imperfections. <laughs> and um, it just adds to the charm of it, I think. Just makes it oh, look sometimes cool. stop motion because of the 2D backgrounds, painted backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And um, our our effects are actually 2D animated as well. Wicked. Who's the 2D effects animators? Shout them out. (laughs) We've got one guy. One guy? His name's Carl Brown. Amazing. Oh, imagine. There's been occasionally uh, certain episodes where I've actually had to help. (laughs) Oh my god, Jin! How many credits are you gonna get? <laughs> How many hands do you own? Like, usually we just have two, right? Like, we have two hands and one week, and that's it. Well, an episode snuck through that I didn't see until it was too late, and oh then to the animatic stage. By then, it was too late, and it was pretty much all mostly two uh, D effects in it too. So I just helped out because it was just too much for Kyle. It's just one guy. He's doing the whole series on his own. Oh, my God. Oh, I cannot wait to see it. It's like lots of fart clouds and <laughs> dust clouds. Your dream job again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and when um, I actually realised this the other day, like last week, also one of my other favourite bits of this job is um, briefing Seamus. Amazing. The animation brief. So we'll go through the uh, animatic. And um, so then I'll talk to him about all the aspects of, you know, uh, pretty much each scene. We'll break down with, like, what what me and Matt want from this sort of thing. And, and more often than not, it's the acting and, like, what the characters were doing and why they're doing it and why they're feeling this. And that's what I really love. Because it's almost like you're refining it. And it's like doing those processes. It also then, it's just like, geez, there's so much heart in this series. And the acting and they're all going together. So, yeah, that's been one of my favourite bits. It's all been favourite. <laughs> yeah, there's no, no low lights right now. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. Looking forward to seeing. It sounds very mixed media as well, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's not like, what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Because I think the trailers out. What they were is basically it's the titles. Um, Jin, what advice 
would you give to someone who is trying to get into the directing side of things from an animation perspective? So you already said that you think you're a better director because you were an animator as well, but it's not the perfect path into directing, is it? I don't see... It seems that like storyboarders tend to rise up into like directing roles, but like I am an animator, so I always thought that it was closed off to me. What advice would you give if like mm. someone felt that they wanted to do that but they felt overlooked? That is tricky, and I think a lot of the times, you know, when you're working on a project and you're like, I could do this a lot better. <laughs> no, no, I've never said every that. Every project <laughs> I'm on, yes. <laughs> but then you know it is I I don't think being an animator it doesn't close you after that at all and it's again I do think it's luck it's where you're working and what you're doing and who you're doing it with Mm -hmm. um it is that seeing as if you know I um I think all the directors I know personally that were animators they've just been given the opportunity in certain companies like Daily Madness you know I love that company I love that company I want to work for them they're brilliant <laughs> no I love them but now now they, it's hard to work for them now because of Brexit bloody Brexit Mm-hmm. and then I can't possibly move see that's the whole thing it's like I'm always stuck to Bristol you know I would say that is the one thing positive that has come from Covid is that a lot more companies are open to remote working now which is yeah. brilliant but um getting into animation I, I just I don't know I've kind of just been given the opportunity to either I'm there, I've got to do it, I've got to organise it and then, you know, not get that credit. But then it you've just got to just give own any opportunity you get given to do it because it's going to give you experience because that's the thing, you know, because it's very rare to, like, come out of uni and then you're a director. It's just, <laughs> you, you know. Really? Because <laughs> self-proclaimed directors maybe, but, yeah. <laughs> Um, I I do I have found that there's a lot of companies where they'll have like directors on the book, but they're also um, big designers. They'll come up with the designs and the concept mm. and things like that. Um, that's something I just can't do. I'm not a massive designer, and I'm not good with concepts. I've come to realise I'm a facilitator. I'll I'll take someone's project and make it brilliant. Oh, that's interesting because your personal yeah. work has such a look. Oh, I, see, that's the thing. I haven't done any personal work for ages. And, and I think for years I was always like, I've got no style. What? I think it's it's just a bit... <laughs> talking to a mirror right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> With the greatest of respect, shut up. <laughs> I think I grew into it a little bit and it was just a bit vectory, wasn't it? Because it's so Flash was so brilliant in that you could just make something really easily and I think I started just I it was way back when when I wasn't happy at where I was working and I and I got no enjoyment from it 
And um, so then I found my enjoyment from doing my own stuff. Where I used to not like doing that because I was always that, oh, I'm not good enough because that's what I was told. But then I found out, no, I'm going to do it. And then I'd just do little things at like lunchtime and then or just do things in the evening and then just putting it up. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not getting like massive millions of views or anything, but I was doing it for myself just as for like fun. And, yeah. um, you know, and I found that the more I was doing it, the more I was enjoying it. And um, and I was doing it more, you know, and I think and then. Yeah, I think then I got better at designing because I had to, because I was just, you know, what am I going to do? Ask people <laughs> yeah. to design me a a strawberry, you know? And I, well, that's it. Basically, I just did a load of stuff that just add legs and arms to it and a face, <laughs> and then you can do whatever you want, you know? Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, it is, it is a struggle. And um, I found that I just got a lot more enjoyment and personal gratification just putting stuff online just having fun with it you know I'm I'm not doing it for views or Mm -hmm. you know yeah I'd love it if like a thousand people would like some I never had a thousand likes or anything on Twitter or anything like that (laughs) it's not about that I think it was just about the achievement of putting it up and I think you you said Danny didn't you in, in in the last um episode that you hated doing like the showroom yeah yeah I loved it it was like that was like I do it every year and that was my achievement thing oh that's nice and that was like oh I've done a show reel and then the whole act of putting it onto Twitter or onto Vimeo that was like the achievement and then I felt like a massive achievement from it so it's like yeah you just got to find ways to (laughs) keep yourself happy (laughs) I think my problem with that particular showreel was like it it just didn't know what it was trying to say like what am I am I a 3D animator am I a 2D animator the answer annoyingly is both I am both I'm I'm working in CG right now which is nothing I would not have guessed that at the beginning of the year yeah but yeah that's a rare thing you know finding a good like (laughs) all-rounder but then you know if you're not happy with it do another one in like a month yeah All my fucking work's in NDA. I've got like four NDAs right now. God damn it. I won't be able to do a showreel this... Well, I didn't do one last... I always did it at December. Oh, really? Oh. It's like cats I'm not going to be able to do it this December. So my showreel is pretty old. I'll have to wait till next December. Yeah, I haven't done any. I haven't done any animation, and that's the annoying thing. One episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I, I probably wouldn't be able to put that on yet. Maybe I might. Might be able to add a few little bits. But yeah, okay. sorry, I don't have any answers. <laughs> I'm gutted. I'm gutted. Now I don't know what to do. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Um, Jane, so like you said, uh, your series is like coming close to the end. You can kind of see the finish line now. Have what? What kind of? What are you thinking for? What's What's next for you? Or is it like straight back into whatever work you can grab? Or are you thinking like I'm going to relax for a bit? Or yeah, what's kind of the plan after this one? Well, I'm just starting to think about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Please have a break. <laughs> no, I'm just like spotlight, spotlight. <laughs> what are you doing? 
No, because um, as a freelancer, you know, you have to think about it. Because yeah. yeah. um, well, my contract finishes in December. Okay. So I've got a little while yet. Mm. But you know what it's like. You think, oh, I've got plenty of time. And then suddenly you're like, oh, shit. Need another <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, ideally, I would like some time off. I feel oh, yes, a little bit burnt out, but you know, I think by December it should be alright because I think now the workload load is starting to ease down now, mm-hmm. so that that will help. But um, you know, and I'm thinking I'd like some time off, but then at the same time, you know what it's like. It's like well, ideally, like two weeks would be amazing. But then it's like, but do you have those two weeks and then you find work and then that two weeks ends up being four weeks? That sounds great too, though, right? Yeah, that does sound real nice. (laughs) So I would have to to wait and see. I think probably what I do, I will start looking for work um, in January. Um, And that's like sending my reels out, um, just emailing people again and be like... Hi, you got any work? I can't believe you have to send your reel out. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, like, are you are you going to ask as a director or what kind of role are you going to look for? Because you're you're just like, you can do anything. Mm. You're like so capable. That's the thing. Um, um, It's just because I need regular work because I'm the only, only earner in my family. Mm. Um, I think directing work isn't as regular. So, you know, my... My first port of call would be for animation, I guess. And then I do also have that thing. It's like I'm properly animated for like a year and a half now, which would then be two. And it's like, I'm going to be rusty. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I've animated smoke, you know, and, and, and fart clouds. So that's in this time. So it's <laughs> all <what> you need. <laughs> So it is, you know, I'll just be, like, put my feelers out and the normal people that, um, you know, obviously Rumpus is normally my first port of of call because they're ace and Joe Wood is, like, king. I love him. Shout out Joe again. (laughs) Hi, Joe. (laughs) And then, you know, all the other places. um, And then just do the thing where I, I keep doing where I then... You know, I just like there's so many new little like little companies now and everything. So just sort of just send my reel, my show reel, and my CV, which I will have to update. <laughs> do you still do cover letters as well? Uh, that's the email. It's the email, isn't it? That's the cover yeah, letter. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually write cover letters anymore either. I'm just like, hi. I'm here. <laughs> that's what you do in the email. That's your cover letter. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my plan so far. You know, and obviously around Ardman, um, I've already had some producers in the in the you know pass them in the hallway, and like Steph's always one where she's like, "When are you available again?" Oh, that's amazing. So I'm like December. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That sounds that sounds like a recipe for something awesome coming up yeah but then there is that little bit it's like of me I'm like oh I, I just, I've just had such the best time and I know that I've earned my wage and it's just like I love directing and I love making the thing and making it from start to finish and it's just like um I do worry about whether about going back to animation again 
but then I think it's necessary just because of the work. But then there will be that thing where I can just do the job and then forget about it overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Start again in the morning and leave it at the weekend. So that- no jumping out of bed at 3am with an idea. <laughs> Eureka! There is that balance, really. Yeah. So unknown. Ah, oh, that's so cool, though. So you, yeah. you don't, like, I'm guessing I know the answer to this already, I feel like, but, like, you don't have, like, a five-year career goal. <laughs> no. I've always just... I've just been recently asked that, and I'm like, oh, I'm freelance. I don't have any goal. <laughs> My goal is money next month. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's tricky, because I, I think, I'm, I'm, you know, I've always wanted to do what I'm doing now. You know, proper be directing a series. And like at the top, sort of thing. Even well, even though Matt's at the top, but I'm sort of like just one step below him, going hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you're like an integral yeah. part of the like team. You're on the same though, step, and... dude. Yeah, but he, he's the creator, so I couldn't be on an equal part of him because it's all his his mad world, and that I'm just helping him do it as brilliantly as I possibly can. <sighs> Sounds pretty important to me, so it doesn't sound like anything would be happening without you there, Jane. <laughs> I have been my that for sort of, but it's natural, it's what I'm used to. I'm like, oh, you know, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so humble. But now I, I, I'm, I'm quite happy that I've definitely earned me, my wage on this. Oh. You know, so you never know. Maybe Ardman will put me in staff. Who knows? It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to knock on wood for you anyway. Yeah. Let's hope. Come on, Ards. Yeah, go on, Ardman. You know you want to. <laughs> Let's, petition. <gasps> Let's petition. Let's <laughs> petition. That's the thing. I think with Ardman, Ardman's very much like other places where the directors are sort of creators of, you know, and designers where I just, I'm just not that. Um, You know, I'll, all right, my, my project, right, it will be black and white and stick figures. but you may not be a designer but it does sound like you could literally go on to any other thing and just make it fucking work yeah so in a way that's like that sounds amazing as well it sounds like you'll get your you could get your paycheck come on Ardman sort it out and (laughs) and also work on all these incredible things I'm sure Ardman has in the works with all these designers so yeah don't little yourself because 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 you're just so fucking awesome, okay? <laughs> well, you know, it, ta- it takes a, it's, it's, you know, I, I do have to force that self-belief on myself. And I think that's quite natural for everyone, really, isn't it? But, um, you know, you just got to check yourself occasionally. Just go, shut up. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah. You're doing great. <laughs> Try my best. That's all you can really- do, really. Just keep, you know, just find what makes you happy and just try. Now I want to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jane, that was amazing. You got any more questions, Leah? I I just want to sit here in awe for another 20 minutes. That's all right. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) I just want to tell Jane how amazing she is. Jane is so amazing. (laughs) And you're really nice. Wow. (laughs) Well, you know, I try. Because that's the thing. Oh, that's that's a, a good tip as well. Um, you know, give me a tip. Don't be a dick. 
That's a really good tip. Why is no one getting that gin? (laughs) (laughs) You know, this business that we do, it's very collaborative. And, you know, um, the amount of times when I've been asked if I could do something and and I couldn't because I was busy. So I've always recommended somebody else that I know is good, you know, Mm -hmm. that is good at what they do and they're nice. Um, I just don't know why people just don't figure that out. It's like just it's so to, simple. Yeah, it's like just <laughs> show up to a job, just try your best, do what you can. If you're not, you know, or learn and improve, and as all anyone can ask for. And if you do that, then people will recommend you. People will remember you for the next job and things like that. And that's, you know, that's that's all you can do really oh it's yeah. like why uh, when are you starting a studio and where do i apply yeah me too <laughs> when Jin? oh my god why don't the three of us just start a limited <laughs> company right now <laughs> i have said that to you before so uh danny <laughs> it's so hard work though isn't it? oh it's so hard work yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the answer i received from danny <laughs> she was like leah don't fucking talk to me about this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just just thank you so much for coming on to our little show and Aww. saying hello and yeah. being part of it. And answering all our questions. Thank you yeah. so much. Um, I'm sure I'm going to like think, oh, I should have said this. Oh, I should have said that. <laughs> We yeah. could come on again for series two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll just always have Jin as the guest. Like if it's ever a guest on it's Jin. Yeah, I could be like your love roving it. guest. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Special guest Jane is here for the fifteenth time. Um. <laughs> Woohoo! I'll have to keep reading my introduction. <laughs> I'm up for it. I will do that. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Thanks very much for having me. No worries. It's been a pleasure. Thanks very much yeah. for listening, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank thank you, you to you. James, our sound guy. Thank you for always. tuning in for our first episode with a guest. Woo! Thank you, Jane <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think. Uh, we're at retakespod at gmail.com and retakespod on Insta and Twitter. Bye, everybody. Bye, thank you. Bye, Bye. Jane. Bye. Bye. Bye.